0: I am very excited about what we're talking about today, and um, we're talking about a lot. So we're going to go ahead and just dive right into it. And in case you missed Rob's little buffer during What's Up, we are kind of giving a little bit of a PG-11-ish label today. Um, So parents, if you're not prepared to have awkward conversations on the way home, then we have an awesome uh, event going on um, across the way. We have our Fam Jam going on across the way for um, any of the kids who want to hang out over there. You're more than welcome to. We're talking very openly and honestly about purity today um, in our series, Forgotten Virtues, which we're in the second week of. And uh, last week, Donnie introduced it with talking about integrity and how integrity is this virtue that once we held up so much and how you could shake, you know, shake hands with someone and seal a deal, but now we sue each other for spilling coffee on ourselves. Um, and this week, uh, we're talking about Purity. And so it's really important to think about integrity as we go into this because we defined integrity as your behavior matching your beliefs. So it's really important as we talk about purity to think about our behavior matching our beliefs because purity is one of the issues where we all think that everyone needs to hear about it, but I'm just not one of those people, right? Like we all need to, you know, everyone needs to know or, you know, let's just tell the teenagers about it and then we'll be good to go. But this is something that we all need to be reminded of, something that we all struggle with, and as followers of Christ, something that we pursue on a daily level. Um, And this is something that has become a forgotten virtue. And there's all different kinds of purity, you know, and not just dealing with, you know, what you watch or what you wear or who you sleep with, but there's all different kinds of um, purity, you know, everything from the food that you eat there's, that's a purity issue. Everything from the amount of exercise that you do, how, how often and how long you spend sitting in front of the TV, that's a purity issue. You know, the words we allow to come out of our mouths when we're angry or just any time, that's a purity issue. And even up to the products that we purchase and we buy and how they help or harm the environment or the workers that created them, it's a purity issue. And so purity is something that's supposed to permeate all of our lives, all aspects, inward and out. But today, we're going to be focusing on specifically sexual purity. And you may ask why that is, and it's be- really because sexual purity has become a forgotten virtue in our culture. It's become something that just doesn't really, we don't hold high anymore. It's become a forgotten virtue because we're surrounded by impurities, and our world has become more and more tolerant of the impure. And it's really easy to think about. You can become desensitized to anything, right? Like, for example, I remember the first time I had a Red Bull, it was great. And, like, I just. I was twitching, and I couldn't stop moving, and I was just freaking out. And now I can drink two and go right to bed, you know, and just I'm desensitized to it. Or think about this. Maybe the first time you heard or first time you said a cuss word, like, it was a big deal. Like, you're like wow. But now depending on where you work or who you hang out with, you know, you, we say them all the time, or it, it just doesn't bother you anymore. You can go to a movie, and they'll drop 15 F-bombs, and you're just like, I didn't even hear it. You know, so it's, we can become desensitized to these things. And that doesn't mean that these things are good for us. It doesn't mean we should just cuss all the time. I'm not even sure Red Bull's good for us, so I'm not even sure we should drink that either. Um, But just because we've become accustomed to it doesn't mean it's a good thing. And so just because we can adjust to it doesn't mean we should be a part of it. And so when we talk about purity, just because we've become accustomed to the impure doesn't mean that's okay. It doesn't make it a good thing. Because we have to put ourselves in situations where we're not going to be tempted. We have to try and be in situations where we're not going to be tempted to sin and be a part of impure things. Like, for example, when I, was, uh, when I was in college, I considered myself a Christian. and You could ask almost anybody that they would tell you that I was a Christian because that's who I said I was. Um, but at some point, I stopped comparing myself to God's standards and how I, how I lived my Christian life and um, started comparing myself to the guys around me on college campus, which, if you can imagine, left me quite a bit of wiggle room. In how I lived, I mean, but um, so I started going to parties more and started hanging out with more girls. Um, and I, I knew that I was going to save myself from marriage when it came to sex, and I'm very grateful that I did. That was really important for me. But I began asking the question more and more, you know, where's the line? You know, at one point, do I need to put the brakes on? You know, and just, just a side note, if you're ever asking that question, you find yourself in a, that situation, where you're asking, okay, where's the line here? It's a good chance you've already crossed it. Okay, so just, just something to think about. But anyway, one day after going to a party the night before and hanging out with this girl, the next day we were having lunch and uh, getting to know each other. Um, and she asked me what my major was, and I kind of sheepishly replied, "Religion." And she was kind of surprised, which is just funny in itself that she was surprised that I was a religion major. Um, but uh, she was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, religion major." And she goes, and she drops this question on me that I was just completely not prepared for. She's like, so how do you justify, you know, the party and everything that we were doing with your religion? I was like, oh, geez, I'm eating lunch here. I'm not prepared for this. And just really kind of blew me away. And I was just like, I, I guess I don't, you know, and, and that moment I had to decide. It was, it was just a, a huge moment in my life. I had to decide whether I was going to continue living a lie, continue saying I was one thing and not living it and just be okay with that where I was going to begin to live the way I said I lived, begin a process of every day making choices that are going to guide me to honor God. And so that's that's what I chose. And so every day, and up to this day, I'm, I, mean, I still struggle, and I'm still trying with everything I am to make decisions that are going to help guide me towards God and help me focus on Him with all that I am. Because um, as a follower of Christ, that's what I want to do. I don't just want to say I'm a follower of Christ, but I want to live it out as well. And so before you get all weirded out and that we're talking about sex and purity and all this stuff and you wish you might have slept in today and didn't have to be here for this, I think we can all relate to this. This is something that we all can relate. And and I think most of us might be able to find ourselves um, in this situation in this video. So take a look up here.
1: I am the voice inside of your head. And so am I. I think tonight's going to be a good night tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be a good night. There's gonna be some foxy ladies for show. Hmm, that's not really what I meant. Is that the only reason you wanna go? Didn't you hear me? Foxy ladies? You know how they dress when they are all out with their girls. You know, it's like they're all trying to look hotter than the other. And let me tell you, that is a game that we're very fond of. Yes, I know, but that's precisely why it's a bad idea. You see, as Christ Followers, we are committed. To be pure in our thought and mind and what we see and what we do. Oh, come on. We're going to be surrounded by hotness. And there's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of window shopping. You know what I mean? Jesus said that if you look at a woman with lust, then you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. (laughs) Look, there you go again. Always making a big deal out of nothing. The way I see it, if the butcher puts lamb chops out on display... I'm gonna wanna check out the quality of the cut, if you know what I mean. Lamb chops, really? And who said anything about adultery? Although, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Maybe we should stay home tonight. Trust me, we can window shop at the house, too. Look, we can't indulge every thought that sneaks into our mind. No, you look, there's nothing wrong with our thoughts. As long as we keep them to ourselves, and nobody else knows what's going on up there, it's not that big of a deal. Here, I have a whole album filled with our thoughts and let me tell you, there's some doozies in here. Great, here we go. Ooh, that was a good one right there. Do you remember that? Oh, and that one stayed with us for a long time. Ooh, and that was the end of innocence right there. Yep. You see, that's what I'm talking about. If you don't stop bringing up these indulgences and throwing them in our face, we'll never be able to pursue the purity of Christ. Hmm? Sorry, what? God wants us to have the mind of Christ because how we think determines how we act. So it's up to you. You can be disciplined in your thoughts or... Hello, ladies.
2: about right, doesn't it, ladies? You know, it's very easy to, to laugh and joke with the guys when they're struggling with these issues, but not so fast. I don't want us to be able to go on autopilot this morning as we, you know, sit here and let our men get a good stern talking to, you know, that they very much need, you know, because the truth is we very much struggle with issues in purity as well, maybe in different ways, but we still struggle with them. And so if, if we can just stop for a minute and be real with ourselves, I... I think that if we look inside, we'll be able to find ourselves in a very similar situation. Check this out. Tonight's a big night. We need to pick just
3: the right outfit. Yeah, we do. I know we're not a supermodel, but it is time to rock what we got. Let's go with that little stassy number we picked out last week. What? Everybody's going to be looking at us. Just imagine what they will be thinking. Exactly my point. We haven't been doing all these sit-ups for nothing. Don't we work out to feel good? It does feel good to make everyone look. And judging by our competition, I don't think we have much to worry about wearing this little number. Competition? We cannot wear that. I can't even believe you talked us into buying that in the first place. I mean, we are leaving nothing to the imagination when we're dressed like that. Why don't you use your imagination? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking tonight's going to be like The Bachelorette say it no say it no say it (sighs) fine will you accept this rose (gasps) me (laughs) of course i accept i accept oh thank you oh yeah that's gonna be us tonight we may even go to the fantasy suite would you stop it? Your romantic fantasies set the bar way too high. No guy could ever actually live up to that. Okay. Three words. Edward and Jacob. <laughs> Hello. Are you even listening to yourself? Edward is not real. Ha! I knew you were Team Edward. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we deserve an Edward. We deserve someone who's going to sweep us off our feet. Minus all the yucky, gross blood sucking vampire-y stuff I mean we don't want to settle for somebody who's not gonna give us everything we want and more and you think wearing clothes like that is gonna make that stuff come true oh can't hurt can't hurt Jesus tells us we are to live holy and blameless lives we are to be pure and not wear things that are gonna cause our brothers to stumble well Jesus also said we should be fishers of men we're just dangling the bait What? You are missing the point entirely. We are called to be pure in our thoughts, meaning we don't need to be fantasizing about men, and we don't want to make them fantasize about us. You don't want to be a distraction to someone. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was so distracted by how beautiful we look tonight. Our beauty is found in Christ, not in what others see. Purity starts in our thoughts, and our thoughts determine our actions. Don't forget we're here to glorify god not ourselves so it's up to you are you gonna pursue the purity of christ or <sighs> smell it no Come on, you know you want to just smell it no smell it it's a
2: rose no <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, that hits a bit too close for home for us as well this morning. You know, in fact, when I was asked to be a part of this uh, this morning, at first I was just kind of like, yeah, sure, that'd be great, whatever. Um, But then as I went about my normal routines throughout the week and I found myself facing God in my quiet time and um, just kind of listening to what he had to tell me, I realized he had a lot to teach me about my own purity, stuff that I hadn't really considered in a very long time. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, I don't feel qualified to talk to anyone about being pure. I mean, it'd be one thing if my past had say to my past, but not all of it did. See, when I was in high school, I was that girl. I was that girl who dressed to turn heads, I guess you could say, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, use your imagination. I mean, don't use your imagination. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hang on. Um, So don't. Just making it worse. I'm sorry. So because because of the way I dressed, um, I gained this reputation that was false. Uh, it was, you know, it was not true. Um, but it allowed me to to choose any guy that I wanted. Um, and you know so i didn't care about my reputation. you're in high school who cares it's just reputation um, so i date I could date any guy for about a month before he'd realize that the rumors he'd heard about me were not true. you know the rumors you know that I would sleep with them or whatever and you know because you know while I dress the part of someone who is impure, you know i I did save myself for marriage, and you know and I'm so grateful I did that but at the time, I just wasn't interested in what the guys wanted. Who cares what they want? All I cared about was the power that it gave me over them and just the, the attention. You know, everybody loves attention. Maybe not everybody, but I love attention. And, um, you know, and of course, you know, at some point in time, I found Jesus along the way, and that changed, you know, and that became better. And, you know, I learned that God values modesty, and any man that I'm going to want to marry is also going to value modesty in me. And, you know, so, and so I, I've changed all of that. You know, so fast forward five years, and I'm married, and, you know, I love my husband, and I, you know, I don't feel the need to impress any guy, you know, by the way I dress or whatever, except for AJ, you know, I, I, but because I still desire very much to impress him, I find that whenever we go out on a date night, I dress the same way I did when I was in high school, and that is completely inappropriate. And I had not even considered that until this week, you know, when I was asked to think about purity. And, you know, and married ladies, um, I highly encourage you, you know, when when you are getting ready or you're doing whatever you do at home, we should dress to impress our husbands, you know, we should do everything we can, think, you know, think about ourselves and our bodies and, and what we're doing to them to, you know, be, you know, beautiful or not or whatever. But we need to keep that at home. You know, it's inappropriate to take it out into public where there are other men who can look. You know, whether it's our friends or strangers, whoever, it's inappropriate to take it out in public. And someone after first service said that, after I said keep it at home, her daughter said, Mom, no, don't keep that at home. I don't want to see that. <laughs> so maybe keep it in the bedroom at home, but, you know, keep it at home. So nobody needs to see that. You know, I, just, I just couldn't believe that it. it took me until this week to actually consider that in my own life, you know, even now. You know, but when, when God places something on your heart, you know, to tell other people, he, he doesn't just give you words to speak like you're reading them out of a book. He, he gives you your story. He gives you this crazy thing called life that we have to sift through and figure out what it is he's trying to teach us and what, he has, what it is he wants us to tell others. <laughs> you can ask AJ. I've actually been kind of ridiculous this week. You know, I'm sure it's been pretty comical to watch. But instead of asking when we go out anywhere, honey, does this look okay or does this make my butt look bad or whatever? You know, it's it's, honey, is is this okay for me to wear in public? You know, is is this too low cut or whatever? And you know, I realize I've gone too far when he just laughs and rolls his eyes at me or whatever. But you know, I don't desire to be a stumbling block for any human being, you know. We, this life, this culture is hard enough to sift through as it is without us making it harder on each other. You know, we have to do everything we can to build each other up and, and not tear each other down.
0: So as you can see, purity is something um, that not only guys struggle with and only women struggle with. It's something that we as a culture, um, we struggle with and something as followers of Christ that we're trying to live out on a daily basis. And so we just want to take a couple minutes today, Cynthia and I, and just talk about purity and talk about it from two aspects, specifically one is our outward purity, things that we're doing, how are we living, and what are we saying, and talk about, you know, how we can be pure in that. But more importantly, we want to focus on our inward purity. You see, when we have a clean heart, that guides our actions to clean living. So when we're pure on the inside, we're able to live pure lives. And so we want to talk about how we can do that, how we can have pure lives and have a pure heart. And, uh, and since I'm a gentleman, I'm going to go ahead and let the ladies go first.
2: Okay. Uh, thanks. So ladies, as an outward purity issue, it's really a quick fix if you think about it. If your shorts are too short, wear longer shorts. You know, if, if your shirt's too low cut, wear something under it. If you wouldn't wear your bathing suit to a life point baptism bash at the lake, maybe that's something to consider as well. You know, and and I know that's easier to say than it is to do. I know, trust me. This week I have been struggling with this issue so much. We've been going through my wardrobe and taking out so many of my favorite dresses and different things that I like to wear, and it's so hard. And it's it's not like a fun thing for me to like, oh, well now I just get to buy all new clothes. You know, because I don't. You know, we can't afford to buy new clothes, and so I just have to lose some of my favorite outfits, and, and that's not fun for me. You know, but it's necessary. And and so. You know, we all have to figure out what we need to do to change those issues, and and a lot of times for us, it's it's something that's going on in the inside that makes it so hard to change. You know, so if we can fix that first, then the outside just follows naturally, because what we wear on the outside, you know, does say who something about who we are on the inside. Um, in First Peter three, um, which you'll see up here, uh, it, verses three and four, it says, "Your beauty should not come from outward adornment." such as braided hair and wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And one of the things I love about this passage is what it does not say. Because it does not say, don't braid your hair or dye it pink. You know, it does not say, don't wear fine clothes or cute shoes. You know, it just says, don't let these things define who you are. Don't let them tell you that you are beautiful, you know, because you are so much more than what you wear, and your beauty does come from what's on the inside. And know that kind of sounds cliche ish, but it's so true. And as far as inward purity, ladies, like we, our hearts can be just as dark as the guys can. You know, when we fantasize about these romantic moments that are so untrue, you know, whether we watch them, you know, in a movie or on TV or read about them in a book or even see them in somebody else's relationship, you know, we stray away from the good and pure things that God desires us to be thinking about. And it prevents us from allowing him to speak into our lives through his word and in other ways. And while we may think that what we do is not as bad as what the guys are doing it is you know because we dishonor our husbands we dishonor our future husbands um, you know when we compare them you know to this the standard of, per, of what we think is perfection you know we, we end up just setting ourselves up for emotional disappointment and we set them up for failure
0: and Guys, we, we do the same thing we, we set ourselves up for disappointment and we set the ladies up for failure and because um, ladies she's right you do need to consider what you wear and think about, you know, how that affects who you are because it's, it's tough. It's hard for us guys, okay? And we need to work together for us all to, to become more pure. But guys, let's be real. We have to take our own responsibility here. And we got to take up and take some responsibility in our purity. Uh, there's a story in Genesis 39 of uh, Joseph uh, that I just want to share uh, just a couple verses from just to kind of guide a couple points I want to make. Uh, Joseph was working for this guy named Potiphar, and Potiphar didn't have to worry about anything in his house except for what he ate. Joseph took care of anything else. Sounds like my kind of life. Um, Anyway, so he leaves everything in Joseph's care. And it says, now Joseph was a well-built and handsome man. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. So Potiphar's wife wants Joseph to sleep with her. And it's one thing you know, especially in Italian culture, you don't touch the boss's wife. Okay, And so Joseph refuses and says, no, 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 does not want to sleep with her. And she continues. He says, although she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. And then one day, Joseph comes to work. There's nobody else at the house except for her, and he finds himself in this situation with her. And she grabs him by his cloak and says, come to bed with me. And Joseph runs away, leaving his cloak just to get away from the situation. And so there's two things that Joseph does here. That I think that we need to to think about one is he doesn't even come near her He commits to not being around her because he knows that's going to be a bad situation And the next thing he does is when he gets in that situation. He runs away and listen, I don't care how dumb you may think it makes you look or how Much of a coward you may feel like The most courageous thing that we can do when we get in situations where we know we're going to sin where We know we're going to be tempted is to run away and we just got to do it. We just got to run away. We have to remove ourselves from those situations where we know we're going to stumble, where we know we're going to be in sin. And, you know, sometimes we, if we can commit to not being in those situations, then it's going to make it easier. But if we find ourselves in those situations, whether by our own doing or, you know, just, just happened upon it, you know, we have to remove ourselves those situations with everything that we can. Uh, because when we talk about purity, usually the ladies get a bad rap. You know, we're like, well, if they just wouldn't wear that, we'll be fine. But let's let's be honest. We need to ask ourselves the question, you know, what are we watching? What are we saying? What are we doing? Are those things encouraging women to dress or act in a certain way? You know, we have to ask, you know, how are we raising the next generation when it comes to purity? You know, a st- statistic that I just heard um, that the biggest consumers of internet pornography are 12 to 17-year-old boys. 12 to 17-year-old boys are the biggest consumers. What are we teaching the next generation about women, about sex, about relationships, about how to treat women? Because if they're getting their view on those things, on relationships, from those images, from movies and TV and from pornography, then their worldview is going to be horribly distorted. And that's our culture's worldview. It's going to be horribly distorted if that's the way that they're learning about sex and women and all. We have to take responsibility, not only for our own purity, but encourage others to purity and to pure lives. And as far as inward purity goes, Donnie last week shared this verse that Jesus talked about, that you can clean the outside of a cup all you want, but if you don't clean the inside, you're not really clean. And it talks about our lives. If we're clean on the outside, you know, we can do, you know, be real clean, try not to do anything bad. But if our hearts have bad motives, if we have bad thoughts within our head and we have, you know, our hearts are not clean, then we are still impure. Because it's not just enough to have the appearance of purity on the outside, whether that's in our clothes or in our words or in our actions, our heart has to be pure. And you know, outwardly, you might struggle to find many physical impurities with me when it comes to the things I do, but God is always shining light things in my heart, thoughts and my motives and impurities within me. So it starts from within because what happens within plays out outside. Okay, so we have to clean inside before we can clean outside. Philippians 4.8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We have to take control of our mind take control of the thoughts that enter our head because if we just let our mind free and let that guide us, then we're going to be led into a very bad place.
2: And for some of us, it's easy to think, well, I don't dress as bad as she does or I don't sleep around as often as he does or at least I don't have a subscription to Playboy or at least, you know, I didn't read the Twilight books. I only watched the movie. You know, maybe these things, you know, in the extreme don't um, apply to you and, and that's great. Maybe they don't describe you. You know, but as long as you're comparing yourself to other people, you're missing the point entirely. You know, we've we've gone from be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect to just be better than him or her. You know, other people are not the standard. Jesus is. And you know, because he's the only one who ever got purity right. And you know, we don't compare ourselves to Jesus in, in order to get all down on ourselves or depressed that we'll never be able to meet his expectations, but so that we are constantly aware that we can grow. That we can be better than what we are, and you know that we're just a mess without him. You know, because the moment we start thinking that we don't need him, we become prideful and arrogant, and there's a whole other set of demons in those streets that that will destroy us. You know, and as AJ alluded to earlier, there are other types of impurities. You know, from the food we eat and you know, how we treat the environment and whatever, but. You know, our minds can be these terrible, dark, and sometimes mean places. You know, and maybe your particular issue is not that you've been impure sexually or through gluttony or whatever, you know, but that you judge someone else for being impure. And when we get haughty and boastful, you know, that we have it all together, you know, even, even if it doesn't come out of our mouths but stays only in our thoughts, we're no better off. You know, we are, we're all just filthy rags, you know, in need of God's grace.
0: For for some of us, this can be a really hard topic to talk about or even think about uh, when it comes to purity because maybe when you look in the mirror, you don't see something that's pure. You don't see a child of God. You see something that's broken. You see something that's been used or abused and something that's not clean. And what you need to know today is that is not how God sees you. God sees you as as having immense value and that you are worth so much to him. Think Think about it like this. If I asked anybody if they would like to have this hundred dollar bill, I imagine most people would say yes, right? Anybody want this? I want it. I don't want to do this illustration because I just want to move on with this. But so if if you would want this, I but what if what if I crumpled it up? Anybody still want it? anybody? What if I do it down and stepped on it, gave it a little turn? Anybody still want it? Yeah. Why do we still want it? it? Still has value, right? Doesn't matter. It's still kind of it's crinkled, and it probably he's going to get some stains. And it doesn't look very pretty, but it still has value, right? I think this is how God looks at us. You see, we see brokenness. We see stains. God sees value. He sees something that is worthwhile. I think that's how he looks at us. And what, what's great is what I can't do with this $100 bill is I can't return it to its original state. Like I can't make it the crisp, clean, brand new hundred dollar bill it once was. That's what's so beautiful about God is He can wipe away all the imperfections, all the impurities of our hearts. He can make us clean. We can't do that. And God will do that for you if you allow him. So with that in mind, with allowing God to to want to make us pure, what do we do with this? What do we do with with wanting to be pure? How do, we, how do we move forward with that? I think one of the first things we have to do is incredibly clear because we have those voices in our head, right? We have those two voices that are arguing back and forth. Bi- the Bible gives us clear instruction on what to do with that. Second Corinthians 10.5 says, We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So the first thing we've got to do is we've got to get into God's Word because you can't know what purity is unless you know He who is most pure, Right? And, it, and if you don't have a Bible, there's no excuse, because we give, give out Bibles here every week. And there's some in the back. If you want to pick one up on your way home, just take it. It's yours. Okay? And so we've got to get into the Bible and read the Word. And it requires intentional time every day, whether in our quiet times or through worship or through prayer. We have to get to know the most pure, because it, the Bible says for us to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. And we can't know what perfection is unless we're around God, who is ultimate perfection. The next thing we got to do is we have to get some kind of accountability. Okay, this cannot be done alone. It's so hard by ourselves. We have to have someone of the same sex who we're going to be completely honest with and allow them to hold us accountable, okay, allow them to speak into our lives. And ladies, like Cynthia was talking about earlier, you know, sometimes I, I understand it's hard to figure out, should I not wear this? You know, it can be hard. We have to allow ourselves to have someone who we trust who's going to be just blatantly honest with us. You know, like, should I wear this to church? No. You know, like, someone who's going to be able to tell you, you should not wear that, or that's fine. You know, we, and guys, same thing. You know, if you struggle with pornography, there is, there is many things you can do. There's this church called Triple X Church, has a software called X3 Software, and it allows you to enter people, enter people into the software, and send them updates to every website you go to. It's allowing yourself to be held accountable. It's the only way you're going to succeed, because when we share our struggles, our struggles become less, okay? When our burdens are shared, they become lighter. Another important thing, thing we should do is we've got to get involved in a small group, and we have small groups all throughout Raleigh for you to get involved in. You can go to findmygroup.com and find one near you, and that's going to be important for you to get involved in a community that's studying God's word, that's holding you up to a higher standard, that's going to help you focus on purity and pursue that. And maybe you've been making choices in your life that have been leading you to impurities, been making choices that have been leading you to do bad things, and you're not sure why you are where you are, but you know your choices aren't good. We're offering this class called Life's Healing Choices, and it's going to be really great for you to learn how you can make choices that are going to help you pursue purity and many other things. And you can go to lifepointchurch.com healing to find out more info or just write it on your WhatsApp card, just write healing or write small groups, and you can find out more about that. Maybe this morning you're married, and, and your marriage is struggling because of impurity, whether it's physical impurity or emotional or inward impurities. Maybe your marriage is suffering because of that, and you want to work on it, as we should. We're offering uh, this n- new thing with marriage mentoring class that you can be a part of. Where we're involved in training um, married couples who have been married for a while who, who we're going to allow to speak into your lives and to help guide you in that recovery process to redevelop that relationship. It's so important. If you're interested in that, which I think any married couple should be, um, please see Rob Perry. He'd love to talk to you more about that. He's our site pastor here. and would love to talk to you more about that and how we can continue to pursue purity through these ways.
2: In, in order to pursue purity, we, we really only have two options in this world. We can completely separate ourselves, kind of do the monk thing, you know, and, and just not let anything get near us or touch us. We don't look at anything, and we're closed off in this little box. You know, if we are not careful, that can kind of become a cult. But if Or we can live in this world, you know, we can be salt, we can be light, we can be these things that God tells us to be, and we can make a difference, you know, we can be pure in our own lives, and by doing that, we make the world a more pure place, you know, uh, for us and, you know, for our children to come. Uh, Let's pray. Hey, God, we're such a mess, like our whole lives, you know, we, we get so distracted and, and we see these shiny things over here and we you know we, we just do what we want to do and it doesn't matter what consequences that have on that has on other people and and that ruins us and that ruins other people and and we need you so much to, to help us get through this, you know, we can't do it on our own and, and we we need you to bring other people into our lives who who will show us the way who will help us and, and hold us accountable and um, just be there to, to make a difference in our lives God I, I pray that as we go throughout this week we can really ask the tough questions in our lives of wh- where can we change where can we be better you know even if we don't struggle with, with so many things how can we make this work better what can we do to bring glory to you and take it away from us. We ask all of these in your name.